The sprawling metropolis was a mechanical wonder, a collision of past grandeur and advancing technology. Beneath the golden glow of the lampposts, cobblestone streets met the tracks of newfangled monorails. Steam engines roared to life in the early hours, their foggy breath mingling with the rising sun. In the midst of this ceaseless rhythm, a subversive market thrived in the city's underbelly. Here, time was a tangible good, a currency that could be traded, bought, and, most dangerously, stolen. Elegantly dressed aristocrats discreetly bartered for extra moments, even as the impoverished traded away hours, ensuring the rich remained ageless while the poor wilted before their time. In this world of temporal commerce, one figure reigned supreme, the dealer. Cloaked in the enigma, he held an inventory of time relics, stolen from the most unsuspecting, and always for a hefty price. Yet, his once insatiable thirst for collecting had started to wane. With years of dealings, he'd experienced everything the market had to offer. But, fate had one more card to play. Late one evening, as rain danced on the cobblestones and shadows clung to corners, an informant approached the dealer with a tantalizing rumor. There existed a crystal so powerful, it didn't just contain years, but centuries of time. The news rekindled the fire within the dealer. It was said that this artifact resided within the citadel of the timekeepers, an almost mythical sect dedicated to preserving the timeline. Their vault was known to be impenetrable, protected not just by physical defenses but temporal ones as well. Wasting no time, the dealer began his meticulous planning. Utilizing an array of specialized gadgets, he plotted a route that would take him across the city's towers and beneath its catacombs. Leveraging his network of informants, he learned of the guards' routines, the hidden entrances, and the obscure rituals of the timekeepers. The night of the heist was a moonless one, with a veil of clouds smothering the stars. Using his grappling hook, the deer swung over moats and scaled the citadel walls, evading guards and their clockwork hounds. He navigated treacherous passageways, each with its own trap, some threatening to steal his years away. Hours felt like seconds, but eventually, he found himself before the Grand Vault. The door itself was an enigma, with dials that moved in sync with the celestial bodies. Relying on his vast knowledge of time relics, he synchronized each dial, and with a heavy groan, the door conceded. Inside, the room pulsed with energy. Countless artifacts rested on pedestals, each humming with the essence of time. But, one stood out. In the center, on a platform bathed in a beam of ethereal light, was the crystal. Its surface shimmered, and within its depths, whirlwinds of time raged. Approaching it cautiously, the dealer could feel the pull, a gravitational force drawing him closer. With gloved hands, he lifted the crystal, its weight surprisingly light. Holding centuries within, it was the pinnacle of his collection. As he retreated, alarms sounded, and the once silent citadel burst into chaos. But the dealer was already several steps ahead. Through a labyrinth of secret exits and using decoys to divert the guards he vanished into the night, the city's skyline his only witness. The heist, 
fraught with danger and allure, was complete. Yet, the true adventure was only beginning. The dealer's hideout, an ancient manor hidden by the spell of time itself, stood quiet in the wake of the heist. Every corner of its labyrinthine halls showcased his conquests, clocks that moved backward, hourglasses with sands frozen mid-fall, and countless other trinkets, each exuding a spectral aura. In this sanctuary of time, the latest acquisition, the crystal, rested ominously on a pedestal. The ambience within the room shifted as he neared the crystal. A once silent chamber now echoed with inaudible whispers, as if memories of Ian's clamored for attention. The crystal's facade was a mesmerizing dance of history, mirroring epochs, dynasties, and moments long buried in the annals of time. Driven by a mix of curiosity and arrogance, the dealer reached out to grasp the artifact. But the moment his fingers brushed against it, the world shifted. Blinding light turned to shadow and shadow to form. Suddenly, the dealer found himself amidst a dense, humid forest. The air was thick with tension. An arrow whizzed past him, embedding itself into a tree with a thud. Panic surged as he found himself the target of a tribal hunt. The dense underbrush slapped against his legs, thorns and brambles pulling at his clothing as he desperately evaded his pursuers. The forest echoed with their war cries and the haunting rhythm of drums. But as suddenly as it had begun, the scenery morphed again. The green of the forest was replaced by the vastness of the open sea. The dealer now stood on the deck of a massive galleon. Salty spray drenched him, ropes lashed wildly, and sailors frantically shouted orders. In the distance, an ominous shadow beneath the waves suggested a monstrous creature rising. Fear, not his own but that of a ship's captain, threatened to drown him. Yet before he could truly process his new reality, another shift threw him off balance. Now, the streets of a medieval town stretched out, houses closely packed and windows shuttered. The stench of sickness hung heavy. People, their faces covered with cloth, hurried past, casting suspicious and fearful glances his way. Bells tolled mournfully in the distance, signaling the passing of another soul to the epidemic. The weight of a physician's responsibility, the grief, the impotence in the face of an invisible enemy, all bore down on him. Reality warped at dizzying speeds, drawing the dealer deeper into the vortex of time. Each experience was more visceral than the last, as he didn't just witness the events, but lived them. The joys, sorrows, fears, and aspirations of countless souls imprinted upon him, overwhelming his senses. Trapped in this relentless cycle, the dealer realized he wasn't just a spectator, he was a participant. And as each life, folded into the next, he began to lose the sense of where his own identity ended and the memories of countless others began. The loop was unforgiving, and the line between the past, and the present blurred. The artifact wasn't merely a keeper of time, it was a devourer of it. Inside the confines of the temporal loop, the dealer's psyche fractured and reformed with each tumultuous shift in reality. He bore witness to cataclysmic events, mountains splitting open to spew molten fire, vast battlefields soaked with blood and strewn with the bodies of fallen soldiers, passionate lovers torn asunder by cruel fates, 
and once mighty empires reduced to dust by the sands of time. These weren't just spectacles for him to observe, they were lives he was forced to live, feelings he was compelled to feel. The heartbreak of a queen losing her child, the rage of a betrayed general, the quiet anguish of an artist watching his masterpieces burn, all these emotions coalesced within him, a cacophony of souls demanding recognition. Sleep, which once provided a respite from the burdens of daily life, was now a treacherous terrain. Dreams intermingled with memories not his own, creating a disorienting tapestry of past, present, and the fantastical. Waking up offered no relief, for the boundaries between sleep and wakefulness had dissolved, making every moment a relentless barrage of experiences. With each loop, the dealer's sense of self eroded further. His thoughts, once so clear and focused, became fragmented, punctuated by voices not his own. Faces, names, emotions, all jumbled together, creating an inner turmoil that threatened to consume him. His once sharp mind, now muddled, struggled to distinguish between the memories of a soldier from a bygone era, and the emotions of a heartbroken lover from a distant century. In fleeting moments of lucidity, he attempted to break free. He tried to cast the crystal away, to shatter it, bury it, anything to sever the connection. But, the artifact had melded with his very essence, its grip on him unyielding and all-encompassing. Amidst the chaos, he occasionally spotted familiar faces, other collectors ensnared by their own greed. Their eyes, mirroring his own despair, spoke of shared torment. Their brief, ethereal appearances only solidified the horror of his realization, the crystal wasn't just a container of countless epochs. It was a voracious entity, drawing in those who dared to covet it, ensnaring them in an endless loop of time and memory. His sanctuary, once a testament to his triumphs, as a collector, now seemed to mock him. The other artifacts, silent witnesses to his descent, seemed to pulse with an eerie glow. Each tick of the myriad clocks around him became a cruel reminder of his folly, a testament to the inexorable passage of time and the prison he unknowingly forged for himself. Through the tormenting cavalcade of history, a constant, enigmatic presence persisted, the hooded figure. Initially, it was but a fleeting shadow in the periphery of the dealer's experiences. A silent observer on the hill during a bloody skirmish, a subdued griever in the backdrop of a royal funeral, or a lone spectator in the throngs cheering for a new monarch. Its omnipresence, initially dismissed as a trick of his traumatized mind, soon became undeniable. The shrouded silhouette haunted the dealer. The depthless void under it had seemed to gaze not at him, but into him, piercing through layers of his soul. Its presence, paradoxically both ominous and comforting, became an obsession. The dealer's strategy shifted. No longer was he a passive participant, swept away by the currents of time. Now, he hunted. In teeming markets of the Orient, he'd rush through the crowd, brushing past spice merchants and snake charmers, hoping to catch a glimpse of the hooded enigma. In the chilling cold of northern winters, amidst the white expanse, he'd trace footsteps, hoping they'd lead to the ever-elusive figure. And then, in the heart of a grand temple, surrounded by reverberating chants, aromatic incense, 
and the golden glow of myriad lamps, he saw it. The figure stood at the altar, back turned, seemingly engrossed in a ritual. This time, the dealer was determined not to let it vanish. With renewed vigor, he pushed past the temple devotees and approached the altar. As he reached out to grasp the figure's shoulder, a torrent of energy surged forth, stronger and more overwhelming than anything he had experienced before. Reality warped around him, the walls of the temple stretching and contorting. The once harmonious chants now sounded like agonized screams, and the ground beneath him trembled. Suddenly, the temple, the crowd, the cacophony, everything vanished. The dealer found himself floating in an abyss, surrounded by an otherworldly darkness. Before him stood the hooded figure, now lacking any backdrop to blend into. Slowly, it turned, and the hood fell back to reveal not a face, but a mirror. A reflection of the dealer's own visage, twisted with the torment of countless souls, stared back at him. It was him, yet not him, an amalgamation of every life he had lived, every emotion he had felt, every horror he had witnessed. The revelation was shattering. The guardian, the omen, the shadow, it had been him all along. A manifestation of his own psyche, trying to guide him, to warn him, to make him realize the depths of his folly. The crystal didn't just imprison its holder in time, it merged their essence with the very fabric of history, turning them into eternal sentinels of the past. The sensation of solid ground beneath him was both foreign and welcome. The loop had spat him out, thrusting him back into the sanctity of his hideout. Yet, it felt like a dream. His surroundings had morphed into an eerie tableau of neglect and decay. Once gleaming treasures now lay forgotten, shrouded under thick veils of dust. The ticking of the clocks, once a source of pride, now sounded like mocking laughter echoing through the vastness of his once majestic manor. Beyond the grimy windows, the sprawling metropolis too had transformed. Towers that scraped the skies, vehicles hovering above ground, and streams of neon lights painted an alien vista. How long had he been trapped? Years. Centuries. In the center of the room, breaking the monotony of decay, stood the hooded figure, ever enigmatic, ever haunting. This time, however, there was no pursuit, no games. The figure stood still, waiting. With hesitant steps, the dealer approached. As the hood was pulled back, he was met not with the faceless shadow he expected, but with a visage that bore his own features. But it wasn't just any reflection, it was an older, more wearied, and tormented version of himself. Every line, every wrinkle spoke of experiences endured and lifetimes lived. It was a mirror into a future he had inadvertently crafted for himself. The hooded figure, this future self, exuded a heavy aura of sorrow and resignation. Eyes that had seen too much bore into the present, dealer's soul, silently conveying a lifetime of regrets. It became achingly clear to the dealer. The figure wasn't an external entity, it was the embodiment of his own inner demons, his greed, his hubris. In his quest for more time, he had become ensnared by it, living countless lives, feeling endless pain, and in the process, 
sealing his own fate as both the guardian and the imprisoned. Before he could fully process this revelation, the crystal, lying inconspicuously till now, came alive. It pulsed, emitting an intense light that seemed to swallow everything in its path, the manor, the artifacts, the aged reflection, and the dealer himself. As the blinding luminance diminished, the room stood empty. But from the remnants of the powerful surge, a new crystal formed, larger and even more captivating, its core swirling with the vastness of eras gone by and the soul of its latest captive. The winds of time carried whispers, which found eager ears in dark corners of the world. Tales of a new artifact, one that held not just centuries but millennia, began circulating. In this futuristic world's shadowed alleyways and high-tech black markets, a new hunt was set in motion, and the cycle prepared to begin anew.